0: That was out of bounds. That was out of bounds. G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds podcast. Cast. I'm Dog, I'm here to talk about Supercoach and I'm joined for the first time since round one. In fact, I don't even think I was on the round one podcast. We've got three people on the pod, so maybe it won't go for an hour. Maybe it'll go for three hours. I'm joined by Patch, how are you?
1: I'm good, Dog. how are you?
0: I'm excited, the Blues beat the pies and that's all that matters. I got sleeves in the mail, life is good. But Patch, we're also joined by Baron Von Crow. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me today. And Bazza, you're here for well, obviously we love you, and you're a, a brilliant insight into Supercoach. But uh, you're just dominating at the moment, and 14th overall for the round. Uh, how how'd you get there? Who who were the big hitters for you?
2: Um, so my big hitters was Sam Walsh, obviously. Um, I think oh, we'll was... we'll
0: talk about Sam Walsh. Yeah, yeah,
2: big hitter uh... for you too, I imagine. Um, I also had uh, Tom Mitchell. Uh, Clayton Oliver, Rowan Marshall did all right. Dangerfield, Hawkins. Um, I think my lowest score for the round was Nick Haynes on a 61, and Waterman uh, coming in to replace Toby Green on 57. Everyone else was above 90 in my team. It's, so
0: that's a very, very large round, but it leads us to the first topic of discussion, boys. Patch, COVID. COVID bloody he did its thing, didn't it? And The, the uh, novel
1: coronavirus is back, baby. It's back like it never left.
0: <laughs> it never left. The The major blokes that we saw pulled out of the round were Callum Mills and Toby Green. They're probably the ones that impacted people the most. Maybe there was a couple of people running around with like Matt DeBoer in the draft league, but Callum Mills and Toby Green missed patch. And if you were lucky, you, you were lucky if you had cover. Or if you had a trade left, you're able to flick a trade similar to when the Essendon game was cancelled last year. If you still had trades, you were able to use them to uh, recover. But Patch, how did it go and, and what do you think of moving forward we should be looking at doing?
1: I mean, what can we do? It's an unpredictable beast at the best of times. And people who spend their whole lives studying diseases are still like, uh, what are we doing? Let's do this. And then let's do that. And different states have different ideas about what they do and which people they let into their state and which people they let into their country. And honest, I don't think we can plan for it. Obviously, if somebody's going to miss a week because they attended a tier one exposure site, like a Josh Dunkley, then I don't know. We, you, you don't trade them in aside from that there's not a lot we can do. Make sure you've got as much cover as possible and don't trade out playing players. Like I'd almost, I'd almost rather, you know, you'd almost rather have a Tom Hymer on the bench or a Trent Bianco on the bench, rather than trading them down to someone who's not playing just for that cash to upgrade someone else. I feel like you just got to sit as tight as possible and have as many warm bodies on the field as possible, but I'm bad at super coach. <laughs> um, Baron, you were good at Supercoach this week. Is that does that sound sensible?
2: Uh, yeah, you just treat it like any other injury. Oh, someone pinged a hammy in training, or oh, he got a knock in training and he's out for the week. You know, you, you can't predict those things happening,
0: or in the warm up even later. Yeah, yeah pretend so, they're Geelong players. Yeah, <clears throat>
2: you just ignore that it's a COVID related issue, and it's one week for Mills and Green at this stage. If if it was any other type of injury, you wouldn't trade them out for one week if you didn't have to. So that would be my recommendation. I've got Green and I'm not trading him out.
0: No, no way. No, he's not Not even a consideration. And yeah. we should just say that if you're listening to this, we know that you're probably a good part of the community. You're probably respectful to the people running Supercoach, but on the off chance you're a dickhead, don't be a dickhead. Be nice to the people that are running it because uh, how can they plan for it? Last year, the precedence was set that if games were cancelled, it would go to best 18, and if there was major delays, extra trades would be provided. I know the guys at Supercoach and girls are looking at what to do. I'd suggest my personal preference is that unless a game's cancelled, you don't go to best 18, and I don't think, unless it starts impacting like 20 guys at a time, I I don't think we need extra trades. I think it's just hope you've got depth and uh, try and make, well, it pays off if you haven't been too aggressive with these trades as well. Although I did use two trades during the week and I'm down to two and I regret that immediately, Patch.
1: Yeah, I, as of trades this week, I've got one left and oh boy, would I like some new trades, but I can't think of a justifiable argument for anyone to give me some, but that doesn't mean I don't want them. I would I would like them. I don't deserve them. I don't. don't technically need them. Um, it is the consequences of my own actions by which I'm left with one. But oh boy, do those consequences sting.
0: <laughs> yeah, they sting in there. Now, before we get to supercoach, more supercoach news, Sam Walsh is God. And if he's not God, he'd certainly beat God at football. Discuss.
2: Uh, I believe there's a uh, passage in the Bible that uh, mentions something similar to, similar to that. So um, hard to argue with.
0: This kid's unbelievable, man. And I broke Twitter. I'm sorry. I tweeted about him. I haven't bought him into my team and I won't be bringing him into my team. He is 654000 His break even is like really low as well. So his price is 42. His price is going to go up. He scored 193 in the weekend. He is the second coming of JC and CJ. Did you not start with Walsh? No, no, Baron. I'm not allowed to start with Sam Walsh because I will curse him. Ah. Uh, it's it's for the greater
2: good, then, basically what you're saying.
0: Yeah, no, he 100 percent in yeah preseason all my articles and all the pods. He was my lock of the year. Unfortunately, for legal reasons, I cannot select him, and I'm happy. I'm happy watching him play. I'm happy is, watching him play. This
2: is turning very biblical. Like we've got Sam Walsh Jesus, Lex making sacrifices
0: for him. It's
1: yeah, a, pl- a plague is sweeping the land. Exactly, yeah. Patch um, Patch I mean, has a majestic
0: beard and hair. Yep. He kind of looks like God. He, yeah.
1: Um I mean he's he's no Jordan Gallucci though. <laughs> no, let's not like, into this discussion. Like I mean you could have you could have traded down to, to pick eight and got like kind of rosy instead and then
2: Billy Stretch, and you could have gotten Billy. Corey Wagner and oh, George Holland Smith. Think of the possibilities. Are quite <laughs> Even though the same list.
0: people suggesting that said we shouldn't trade for recycled players, and it's the reason our club sucks. So I don't know. Anyway, you,
1: you shouldn't trade for recycled players. But, but we should
0: trade pick one pick one for recycled players. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It
2: goes without saying, yeah, right. obviously.
0: Yeah. Um, Not like obviously. a third-round pick for five players and then get abused for that.
2: Think how good your VFL team would be doing if you did all those trades, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... The VFL team is doing
1: well. It has Sam Ramsey in it, who needs to play senior football, but that's another... Anyway.
0: Well, we're just getting... We're just trying to get our players in the right position at senior level. They're not going crazy and bringing in VFL players, all right? It's just one step at a time, Patch. The review is still taking place.
1: God bless the review. Praise the review. (sighs) Anyway...
0: People have paid a lot of money to talk about footy and they say some things. Anyway, let's move on to Supercoach injuries patch. Injuries. There's plenty of them.
1: Yep. Uh, Dustin Martin is uh, is good at football and is in literally every Supercoach team that is still being operated by a live human being. Um, he's going to miss the rest of the season because he got bumped in the kidneys, knee in the kidneys, hip flexed in the kidneys. Uh, Mitch Robinson did a number on him legally, fairly, and he's going to miss football and you need to trade him regardless of if you've got trades or not.
0: Yes, you need to trade him. Who, who knows if you can? Uh, yeah, he's a he's a definite trade. Baron, Josh Kelly hurt his ankle on the weekend and Bryce, Bryce Mitchell, the Twitter legend, the Supercoach legend, actually cursed him because he put out a tweet about how it looks like he's on track to, for the first time in like five years, play every game of the season. And like that, he did an ankle. So we don't know how bad it is yet. It's breakeven's up to 149. There's a chance he plays this week and everything's fine, but just keep an eye on it. If he's going to miss, you know, three weeks, we're probably going to have to trade him, which is a killer. Yeah, all
2: you can do is wait till they give a timeline on that one and, yeah, two maybe two weeks at most I would keep him. But anything more than that, you might have to think about moving him out.
0: Baz, there's a few more injuries on this list. Do you want to take us through them?
2: So we've got Thomas Highmore with a hand injury. We'll miss round 19, just the one week.
1: means he is high no more. (laughs) No. He got him.
2: But um, he's one you may be considering moving out anyway, just from a uh, downgrade uh, perspective, freeing up some cash for another upgrade. So... Uh, break even of 38, he'll keep for a bit longer if you do keep him. So you just got to play that one depending on how your team's looking. We've also got Matt Flynn, break even of 121 with a shoulder injury. Patch, I'm thinking. If you still have him, he may have to go just because of Shane Mumford still being alive. Probably.
1: Um, you'd think they'd try and get games into Mummy. They need him to to win games in order to... Well, they, they think he's their best 22. They need to win most games from here on out to make finals um, because it's, it's almost a Stephen Bradbury situation heading into the top eight. You'd think Flynn doesn't get a great look in. They've still got Briggs running around as well. Well, Briggs Um,
2: was uh, one of the uh, COVID uh, people, wasn't he? So I think he's out for at least a week or two now. I can't keep up
1: with you, Baron, if uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. It seems to change hour by hour. Uh, Matt Flint, you can probably trade him because I'm assuming you've got rucks that are going to play for the rest of the season unless... You've got Sean Darcy, who at 710, 710
2: Yeah, I
0: did the same dollars. reaction when yeah. I saw it. <laughs> what? He, he did it. He cracked the 700 mark. That, he
1: did oh. that very quietly. Well, very quietly after three scores in excess of 170. Um, yeah, five hundred average, 152. Goodness me. Um, he's injured. He got subbed yeah. out in the middle of the third quarter, despite being on 150 odd. Um, they're hoping he should play. Fremantle are now playing the early game, so we should know pretty early if he's missing. You'd hope it would just be the one week, so you'd probably hold him if you've got cover. If you've got Ned Reeves who came back from the dead this week, um, if you don't have cover, do you trade him if you play?
0: Um, look? Uh, I think if they say oh, he's he's a test for this weekend, and if he doesn't get up, he'll probably get up next weekend. You hold. I think you hold and hopefully you've got a swing set and you've got a like a Rowan Marshall is a good target this week and hopefully you can use him to swing in the ruck line. If for some reason you don't have a DPP player or cover in ruck three, then I I don't know. You're probably not listening to the podcast if I'm being honest, patchy.
1: Look, who knows? Brandon Ellis, not many people will have him, uh, but will miss three weeks regardless. So that is a trade. Lockie Jones allegedly will play in the Sandfall this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Will there be a Sandfall this weekend? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, keep an eye on him. Zach Butters, apparently a chance to play this week. But if you've still got him, you're probably logging in after eight weeks, having forgotten your password and forgotten that football exists.
0: Yeah, well, people, are, if he does play... Despite his break-even, people are going to be tempted by people are going to be tempted by him as a trader option, uh, despite all the injury risks. Because... They should
1: not be. They should not be. There are kind of some rookies that are doing some things. Jamari Hagen is on the bubble. Um, scored sixty-one from three goals on the weekend. Looks like he'll be an all-right footballer. Um, turns out Wait. everyone was kind of
0: right. You should don't wait, they don't they shouldn't trade him before he's played his first game, the number one pick in the draft.
1: No, I mean they should trade him to Essendon, yes. Yes, definitely. Um was was he
0: legally the first pick in the draft? Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, yep, he was pick one. Um so yeah, he, he's playing football. Do you trade him in? No. No, you don't. Um, it's, you know, worth pointing out, he's about the only player on the bubble. Ryan Garthwaite is the other one. Um, if you're trading in Ryan Garthwaite, God help you, 188K, <laughs> break even of 37, he's only outscored that once with a 48 and a 28. And, I mean, he probably plays until he gets dropped for Ben Miller, but you don't, you know, no, 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 no. 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 Sidney Stacks played two games. I don't know why he's in the rookies list.
0: No, oh, he's sub 300K. Uh, uh,
1: I mean, yeah. Anyway, he scored 49 and 45, so...
0: Yeah, don't no, trade him. Don't trade him. It's an awful
1: decision. It's an awful decision. Patch. Yeah. Lake dog.
0: A few players debuted this round, and mm. Baron, he's the expert. He's the scouting report man. He's the scout of the yeah. AFL in the Supercoach landscape. Baz, you got to take us through these three blokes that debuted. Tell us their strengths. Yes. What are they doing? What's the job security like? Well... At
2: this point of the year, I wouldn't be super confident on any of their job security. Just um, Connor West uh, had 71 on debut, which, you know, sounds good, but then you realise he was playing the Adelaide Crows, so that's probably inflated by 30 (laughs) or 40 points right there. Um, I know Luke Shuey was talked about having an injury, but I think they're fairly confident that he'll play uh, next week or this week or whatever week uh, football occurs next. So... (laughs) Um, from a money perspective, him and Sam, uh, Durham, are wonderfully priced at the cheapest you could possibly imagine. Mwah. Just Yes, exactly. But if you're reliant on a bench player playing to round out your team because you have an injury elsewhere, then uh, wait and see if it's only a one week injury or a two week injury, maybe you'd do it but if it's anything long term i would uh think against it uh matthew parker for richmond on debut got a 47 141 i don't know about him either um richmond are rotating a fair few guys through you saw they had patrick nation riley collier dawkins get a, a a good four five six week block And they've been moved out now. They've still got uh, Ryan Mansell playing, I think his name is. Um, Again, just wait and see. He's probably one of the few forward line options uh, we have for a downgrade other than uh, Oliver Henry, I think it was, from uh, Collingwood. So, again, if you need a forward option to downgrade, he might be the one.
0: Oliver Henry kicked three goals, and every time he had the ball, I I, I asked myself, who is this? I, I could not tell you who Oliver Henry is. Don't know a single thing about him. Matty Parker, I think he was playing more of well, he was he was playing more of a forward role than what he's done in the waffle at the start of the year. They were playing him sort of off halfback and on a wing. He's filling a role for for Richmond. I think his job security is probably right. Dustin Martin going out patch, but he's by no means someone that I'm looking to trade into my team.
1: No, Richmond still have a lot of injuries that you know. They're, they're not, you know, all due back next week, but also AFL injury reports this year have been garbage and I no longer trust them. Um, yeah. So maybe we see players come back and, and he becomes the the one that is let go. They've got a million of those sorts of mid-forward kind of players. Do I do I trust? Yeah, I, I don't love his job security. I think Sammy Durham impressed a lot of people um, at Bomberland with his debut game didn't score brilliantly but did the right things did you know some of the defensive running that a lot of senior players didn't do for a lot of the game against North Melbourne I think he gets a at least three or four games at it but if that's enough remains to be seen um but I may just be biased by his brilliant brilliant mullet
0: (laughs) Oh, he's a beautiful man. I, I think I watched the Essendon game. I actually was surprised that he only scored 49. I thought he was more impactful than that, and I think he should have a, a pretty good run at it from yeah. From what yeah. I saw.
1: He had a few touches that, you know, the kicks didn't quite land, and that's that's what you expect on a debut. Um, so I, I'd expect that that to improve a little bit, not to, not to 80s or 90s, but I, I think he can average 60, 65 on the run home, which you'd like from cover. Good old yeah, bench. No,
0: I agree, but let's look at players who are going to score for us. There's holes everywhere. You know, Whitfield was out, some people traded him to Mills, who then missed. Mm. Toby Green was out, Dustin Martin's injured. People have holes to fill in their sides. Maybe Josh Kelly misses. Let's look at value targets as we said the last few weeks. Patch. If you can afford a Super Primo, buy your Super Primo. Mm-hmm. You don't need us to tell you yep. that buying Sam Walsh or Darcy Parish, or Marcus Bontempelli is a good idea. Exactly.
1: I looked at all of the value options this week and went, you know what, I'm trading Dustin Martin to Patrick Dangerfield because my team has a severe lack of points and that's the easiest way to get points. But if you don't have that cash, you don't have that option, here are some players that we can trade in. the uh, The first one, Jake Lloyd. Everyone is D1 at the start of the year, 510K, break even of 92, averaging 105 for the year. His value, his premium, he's very good at what he does. He's the seagull. Trade him in.
0: 100%. Lock him in. In a similar vein, in my opinion, is Jaden Short at $486,500. I know a lot of people are going to have these two players, so we don't need to spend too much time. Break even, 59. Seventh ranked defender of the year, sub 490K, tunned up on the weekend. No Bashahooli. For the rest of the season it looks like so he should continue scoring pretty well from here on out but most people probably have him baza your man though what do you think
2: my man harris andrews four hundred seventy-two thousand break even of 73 scored 111 on the weekend that's his problem though because he can score 111 next week he might score 70 or 80 so if you were having to pick between one of those three pretty Much the order we talked about Lloyd, Short, Andrews. There you go. Um, if you've got the money to spend, it's I think it's an extra what 14,000 to go to Andrews and Short. So I think Short would be the better bet between them. But think that's, of Andrews if you want a pod, maybe that that's would be it.
1: Andrews last three weeks 96, 99, 111. Yeah, oh boy, I almost traded oh him in
0: this week. I ended up uh, swinging Laird back and grabbing Guthrie instead. But I was like a, a millisecond away from locking in Andrews and I and I panicked and I thought, I don't want to have to compare him to Jacob Wiedering in my head, <laughs> which for some reason we have to do because they're two young key forwards. By the way, two points separate him this year. Harris Andrews ahead by two super coach points for the okay. year.
1: But, um, Didn't trade him
0: in, but 111, that's a pretty damn good score.
1: Would this be the first year you haven't had Harris Andrews ever? you talking to me? No, to Baron.
2: Um, yes, but because I drafted him in our um, draft league, so I've, I've still got him in some fashion.
0: I thought you actually traded him in a few weeks ago, Baz, or did you uh, not pull? You clearly didn't pull the trigger.
2: No, no, I've had him the whole year. Um, I, I almost uh, brought him in um, and ooh, I got a lot of negative feedback on, on that potential move happening. Um uh, words were used that uh, involved uh, four letters and can't be repeated on air. <laughs> but um, no, I didn't. I think I ended up um, swapping some th- things around and bringing uh, Hawkins in that week as a forward.
0: Which words were they? Which words were they?
2: Various combinations of all those put
0: together into just <laughs> one long sentence. I'll beat that out. That'll be yeah. funny. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Sure. Let's go to the midfield. Um, Humor Cluggage is listed on our list. $471,000 averaging 101 for the year, 121 on the weekend. Huge pod areas, very, very cheap as midfielders come. Went through stages last year where he'd just score 140s for fun. Um, This year hasn't quite had the same scoring capacity, but still a very good footballer as Brisbane look to hit their straps in theory. Yeah
0: and another guy that I was pretty close to trading in on the weekend because he was very cheap he was like 460k um, he's the 18th ranked mid for the year and overall and this is this is the sort of value you know how we always talk about the non-sexy picks that at the end of the year you look at the rankings and you go oh if I had started him I'd be doing alright like he's a top 30 scorer this year overall and given you you're trying to get what how many players do we have on field 22 20, 22 that's pretty close to the top 22 so
1: it's cl- it's closer than all of my other players also i said <laughs> yeah. i i said brisbane are hitting their straps and they just lost to richmond on the weekend just gone so in a game that i watched so it's showing you how much information i'm retaining in this big old dumb brain of mine
2: <laughs>
0: Baron, talk to us about Travis Spoke. He's uh he's pretty cheap and he's got a milestone on the weekend. Yeah,
2: 509.5k, break-even of 119, which amuses me. Um <laughs> yeah, game number 300. I have to give it up to him. He's uh he's a hell of a player, even if I do uh wish him unwell most weeks. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> oh, But no, uh
2: for that price, um Hard to uh, go past him there. Uh, poor are going to just keep using him in the midfield, so I wouldn't worry about his role or anything. And they're going to be pushing to keep their top four spot, so he's not going anywhere. So I think they'll be looking to finish the year strong.
0: Worth pointing out that a few weeks ago we had Statty Maddie, the stat man, on the podcast. And there's a reason we listened to him. In that podcast we talked about Carl Amon v Travis Boak. I was team Travis Boak. I said, you know what you're getting? he was team carl amon since then five round five round average carl Al- carl amon outscoring tro spoke by 3 points a game so steady Manny, genius shout out to you
1: hmm. although That's you could be pick, team yeah. you could be team oliver wines as Damon clarky shouted out a little while ago um if you're going into that port midfield it has dropped below 100 once since round 9 obviously a bit more expensive at 578k but has just pumped out 154 on the weekend has had three scores above 140 this year Quadzilla is incre- is in incredible form so he'd probably be the pick of that port midfield
0: you know what the the best thing about about the Quadzilla is if you go through heard his... his
1: quads tell me it's his quads it's his, it's <laughs> yeah, his well, quads isn't it
0: <laughs> they're up there but if you go through his history this year on the supercoach Apple website and you look at his average round by round, Started off as 81 after round one. And he's just slowly, like week after week, just pushed it up, pushed it up, pushed it up. Round nine, it was 101.8. Then it was 104.5 a couple of weeks later. And now it's 110. Like the man is scoring so much, he's pushing his average up every single week. He's a beast. Cam Guthrie. I mentioned him a couple of times. I traded him in this week. $483,700. even 71. Geelong midfielder. Had 107 on the weekend which is a decent score. He's averaging 110, and you can get him at sub 490K, which to get him guy averaging 110 at sub 490K is crazy to me, and it's it's because he had a couple of rough games. So uh, he's played 15 games for the year. When he, he came back from injury and kind of struggled, so he got injured in round 10 with a 98, came back in round 14, 88. Brisbane, he was good. 107, but then against you boys, Essendon patch, he scored 40 mm. points. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. He was uh, off injured early in that one, I believe. Um,
0: well, that would explain it. That would explain it. So that that plummeted his price. He was averaging 116 before then. Then against the Blues, I saw him, he scored 111 points and then 108 against Fremantle. So look, hundred. he's averaging 110. I don't know what else you want from me. He's averaging 110. He's sub 490K.
1: That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. Fantasy pig. A A A A. Tom eh?
0: Rockcliffe. Is he ever going to come back to AFL footy, Baz? Or is that deep vein thrombosis still uh, still punishing him? No, I think um, while Porter
2: doing what they're doing. He just might be the backup uh, in case of emergency break glass type uh, scenario for them.
0: He's a free agent this year. I'm really interested to see if someone's going to take a punt on him or if. Port Adelaide going to keep him. I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for Tradio. All right, Bazer forwards. Let's talk about him. There's a few, and people need replacement forwards. I've uh, I've put Tom Hawkins here on the list. Four hundred sixty-one thousand nine hundred dollars break even to seventy-nine. What's he doing? Is he a good selection? Why do we love him?
2: I'm kind of worried because I've got three-quarters of this forward list already traded into my team. So, um yeah, since Cameron's been out, I think uh, Hawkins is a goer. I think uh, Cameron's probably got another three or four weeks to go before he's back. So how many more
0: weeks we got left in the year? Five? Five-ish. Who knows? Yeah, five-ish. Time's, time's meaningless. Time's a flat circle.
2: Yeah, so... I would, yeah, consider trading him in. I wouldn't be worried about him potentially scoring poorly for one round because Cameron might be back. Um, he's going to kick goals, so that's what you want. And like I say, he's the fifth-ranked forward for the year, so it seems kind of obvious if you can get the fifth-ranked forward for 461,000. Like, and Yeah, he he's one in. of
1: those guys that, uh, like, as you spoke about before, you look at them and go, oh, if I just started him, then and we do." I said it last year, and the year before and the year before that of like, I'm just going to start him next year. Like he just does it. And every season I find a reason not to. And I get to this stage of the year and hate myself for it.
0: it yeah. It, yes. It's like when Josh Kennedy, this is going back a few years when he was still healthy from West Coast, but like, you'd be like, oh, he's an awful pick. Why would I spend 500 grand? on Josh Kennedy, but at the end of every year he was fourth overall for scoring in the forward line. And you're like, if I had him in my team, I wouldn't have had to trade so many go out there players. Yeah. So yes, we quite uh, like Tom Hawkins. Patch, I'm not going to speak about this player because he angers me. Jordan Degoe.
1: Look, he's he's playing in the midfield. Um, and that's probably his position as a footballer. It's where he does a lot of good football. Um, obviously there are off field issues that have been spoken about that might be a deal breaker for you in terms of having anything to do with him. And that's fair enough. Um, 490k, he's no longer the extreme value pick he once was. Sure. I, I don't have a lot of time to talk about Jordan Goey. I can't really, like, I can't really get excited about <laughs> him as a human being or as a footballer, but Sure. Okay.
0: Well, uh, notwithstanding, you know, everything that's going on with him, uh, apparently his court case is like two weeks away. So who knows if that impacts his form or if he's even, you know, impacts how if he's allowed to play footy or or it doesn't, or everything's okay and nothing bad happens and it's play on. But you're right, three-round average, 117 at 114 the weekend, and he's playing that midfield role where he's also getting cheapies. He had a lot of cheap kicks in defense, and from a Supercoach point of view, that is good for footy. But let's move on to someone that doesn't make me angry. Rowan Marshall, $464,600. Not as cheap as you could get him a couple weeks ago. Break-even, 57. Forward ruck swing, three-round average of 107. And he had a 127 on the weekend for uh, for the Saints.
1: Good at football. Barron?
2: Yeah, I, he was um, someone I brought in last week for Kyle Langford, so I'm very happy with uh, what he's produced and I wouldn't hesitate to bring him in.
0: No, I think... And he gives you flexibility if you've got that swing set in the ruck at R3 as well. I'm just making sure, because I heard rumours that uh, Paddy Ryder might have got hurt, but it looks like he didn't. So... Let's move on, shall we, fellas? Shea Bolton. This is a bloke that I've added in at last minute because I realized we didn't have him in there, which feels ridiculous because he seems to be the natural replacement for a Dustin Martin and will mm-hmm. even make you cash if you trade to him. $420,800. Mm-hmm. even of 62 forward mid-swing and was back to... I took a pun on him. I traded him in this weekend. He was back to what he was doing early in the year. He scored a 107 playing through the midfield and it looks pretty good patch.
1: Yep. He's a very good footballer. And one of those players that everything they do tends to look good. Um, a good footballer, good super coach option, um, especially with Dusty out, they'll push him into the guts a bit more because he's very good at both. Um, yeah. a Good trading option.
0: And just while I'm, while I'm here, just, <laughs> just a, here's a crazy one. Feel free to tell me to shut up. Yeah. Um, Jack Jack Rewald kicked six goals on the weekend. He stood up when when Leg
1: Dog shut up.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But
1: milestone game? I look, I you you know I say that with love. You know you...
0: I'm expecting David Mundy in game, I think, 350 this weekend and Travis Boat to both kick six goals each in their milestone games. Exactly.
1: Exactly. While we're in the forward line, probably could have gone in the rookies section, but I don't know what he is. Hundred and ninety-nine K scored hundred and seven on the weekend for Collingwood. Trey Rusco is finally being played in the position that he's good at playing in the back line.
0: Yeah. And that that's like he's been scoring like two hundred in the in the VFL mm. in that in so, that role.
1: So he's averaging hundred and seven. Uh he's averaging. 41.2 that's with 107 in that so hasn't <laughs> hasn't been scoring incredibly well this year but has played games as the sub as the small forward um that he's just not good at doing if you if you're very very desperate i don't
0: mind it yeah i i, I don't know it it it's, it's as an on-field
1: option maybe but like
0: it smacks of people who traded in uh, Nick Blakey this weekend because he had scores of seventy eight and ninety two. Look, he scored a seventy nine, but is that an upgrade? What, what is what is it? I, I what feel is like
1: it? it's a cover. It's a it's a you've got a you've got dead weight on your bench and you don't have any cash to upgrade them. And I think Roscoe can average eighty on the way home, which covers you a week, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to mention his name. Baron, what What are your thoughts?
2: Um, I guess it would depend on how many trades you have because do you want to use a trade just to upgrade a bench guy who you might not even have to use? Like, Is that more valuable than keeping a trade that if someone on your starting line gets injured, you can use?
1: That's a very good question. I I don't know the answer to it. I I feel like now we're seeing more COVID things. I really want a lot of bench cover, but that'll be a that'll be a decision each individual will have to take on their own. And I will take no responsibility for if someone gets injured and you can't trade them out because you traded Trey Rusco in. <laughs>
2: That Imagine if your be. whole Super Coach season was derailed by Trey Rusco. <laughs> I don't know. We, we've had seasons
0: derailed by worse <laughs> players than that.
1: Believe it. who said that?
0: Who said that? Who, who was the Gold Coast player I wanted to trade in that year? Was it Rory, Rory Thompson? Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's a better option than he. Current day, Rory Thompson is a better option than Trey Rusco. Um, guys, I've I've chucked this in the run sheet. It's it's the Burn Men that can save us segment. Oh, I've, dear. i am put, put in oh, three names. No. I've put in three names. These oh, are the burn men that coaches out there can look to save their season. No doubt, no way that it backfires at all. The first name is Jake, the package stringer. A $487,900 break, even 95-round average of 115. Can you get any better than that, Patch?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Hey, this is the package. This is a man. He has scored 180 this year. His last five games, 180, 84, 110, 95, 108. Now, I will counter that by saying he has scored 27 and 22 in full games of football.
1: Non-sub games of football, where he was neither subbed in nor out.
0: But that happens. That happens when you go big on the package, Baz. Is this someone that's interesting you? He's only in 3% of teams.
2: Not interesting me at all. I will go to my grave happily never trading Jake Stringer into my team.
1: And that's coming from a man who regularly starts Chad Wingard. <laughs> like that's, that's his, Hey, that's hey, his...
2: hey, let's not make this personal now. Pat, this this because... is
1: a man with literally no standards. And even he <laughs> doesn't want a bar of Jake Stringer. And you know what? The second Stringer signs the bit of paper that Essendon put in front of him with however many millions of dollars they want to pay him, he starts scoring 40s again.
2: Why isn't Chad Wingard
0: in this list, by the way? (laughs) I thought Chad Wingard was dead, to
2: be honest with you. He's alive in our hearts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I wanted one of each position, and Chad Wingard doesn't play Ruck. (laughs) Don't give
1: Clarko ideas. Uh, (laughs) Look, He he doesn't play Ruck yet. Yet. Not with that attitude. Um, 487k is a very annoyingly attractive price when Dustin Martin has just gone out, and he's oh no! Quick, move on, quick, quick, quick.
0: All right, uh, defense, the ultimate burn man, maybe the man that it, that well, it's literally named after him, Shannon the Burn Hearn. 500000 go back, go back, 700 go back, seven hundred dollars. Break even is eighty three. Now you won't believe me when I say this. He was injured in one game. You take that out because he didn't play the whole game. He's averaging 105 for the year. Lechdog. 105
1: for the year. Black Dog. I don't believe you.
0: I'll pull up his numbers. So Shannon Hearn, his average for the year is 97. You take out the the six he scored in round four, which saw him miss the next six weeks. He's averaging 105. 118, 117, 108, 84, 105, 92, 122, 104, 91, 104, 114. It's a hell of a ton rate. He's essentially ton rate, tonning up at 80% of his games played. On the run home, St. Kilda, Collingwood, Melbourne, Fremantle, Brisbane Lions. Projected score in all of those, take this with a grain of salt, is at least 110. The man's going to be the, the highest averaging defender by the end of the season. I have. I can't check if that's true or not, but geez, he is, mate, and he's five hundred k. I'm just. I'm just saying, if you needed a defender and you wanted to go big, this is a man who can give you that.
1: I mean, sure. When you put it like that,
2: um, when you- logically it all makes complete sense. You- that is like there's nothing in what Leck has said that you can disagree with. The numbers oh, yeah. are there. But it's
1: but the vibe, it's... Baron. It's yeah, the you, vibe. Yeah, it doesn't sit
2: right in my stomach thinking about it. How many ti-
1: getting... Baron? how many times have you been burned by Shannon Hearn in Supercoach?
2: <sighs> on a personal level or just on Supercoach? No. Um...
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, that... okay, I think I'm at three. three.
2: and uh, f- Yeah, I'm probably at four yeah. at least, I think, which is probably why I'm feeling a bit upset and... Taking this just a bit personally, that Lek is recommending him. But...
1: Oh, no, sorry. I'm at four because I got burnt twice in the same season by yeah. Shannon.
2: <laughs> like, just that's a total slap in the face burning you twice in a year. Like, yeah. once I can take, twice you're just trying to piss me off.
0: Mm, get, I'm, get just, I'm just looking through through the years. Uh, 2008 he would have burnt me, 2010 he would have burnt me, 2013, 2014, 2000. And... Twenty. He definitely has burnt me. He's definitely burnt me. And yet but
1: you keep you keep coming back. Burn burn me once. Shame on you, Shannon Hearn. Burn me twice. Shame on me. Burn me three times. Shame on. You can't be shamed again. <laughs> to quote George W. Bush.
0: Let's, move, le- all right, let's move on. Let's, let's move to. Oh the, God! To the let's midfield. not. Oh all no. right, Bailey Smith, four hundred fifty-three thousand dollars break even of forty-four. He's a midfielder. His last four scores, 126, 75, 124, and 104. He's been very good in his last four games, but the second you trade him in, he will go back to being shit. Patch, you've had any experience with this, man? Well,
1: you know you know what? You said his last four games have been really good. Guess when I traded Bailey Smith out of my team. Round oh, no. 15. <laughs> round 15. I traded him out of my team. Two rounds after trading him in. No. No, Patch, I honestly no. thought that
0: you were joking when you said that in the group chat. Nope, nope, <laughs> I tra- ah.
1: nope. I traded him out round fifteen, and he averaged hundred and something since then. And ah.
0: he's only averaging like hundred and ten since then. I wouldn't worry yep. about it too yep. much. It's not a lot.
1: It's not a lot of points at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and oh,
0: Baz, not only, not only that, not
1: only that, I traded him to a rookie and took my team backwards.
0: <laughs> oh, you made a little bit of cash. I'm sure he's yeah. only put on like a hundred grand since. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was only three hundred and sixty odd k, when I traded him out. And now I've got to pay. But anyway, anyway,
2: anyway, I think we're going to have to upload a picture of Patch's face while he was talking about yeah. Bailey Smith. The pained expression was, yeah, uh, and and Lex absolute would. delight at uh, Patch's. Not
1: normally we often plan these things. This was not. This was not planned. This was just.
2: Let's just poking oh. you now.
0: God, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm glad uh,
2: one of us is.
0: Uh, let's For the sake of just let's talk about a ruckman, if Sean Darcy didn't get up or you wanted to jump off Brody Grundy because he had a shit game against the Blues, he was awesome in the first quarter, but then Tom DeConning came out at halftime and just said, I'm not letting you score anymore. Uh, Todd Goldstein, 573k. Cassie, my partner's first choice ruckman. He's averaging she... one hundred and two for the year, but he's averaging one hundred and fifteen over his last five games.
1: That said, the Nank four hundred and seventy-three k, one hundred and twenty-one on the weekend.
0: Hmm? Hmm? I just, I don't know that the Nanks are burn man. I've definitely been burnt by Goldie by I... picking him post peak Goldie.
1: I feel like the fact that Todd Toby Nankervis has spent two seasons as a three hundred k ruckman just automatically like automatic qualification into the burn man category.
0: Oh yeah, he's a burn man. He do, and like all Ruckman, he can scintillate you with a with a with a bit of a score. So either one of those for your burn men. These are the burn men that can save your super coach side, gentlemen. That brings us to the end of the podcast, Baron. It was an absolute pleasure to be joined by the fourteenth ranked coach for this round. Twelfth, wasn't it? No, fourteenth. No, nope, no, sorry. Yeah. Scaling
1: really hurt. Scaling did hurt. I thought it was 12. Never mind.
0: Just rub that in there, Patty. Baz, <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at
2: uh, Baron Von Crow.
0: And we can also see your beautiful work in the scouting... Um, what, What's it called? The scouting uh, Around report? the grounds. Around the grounds. Thank you. Oh, I'm having a stroke. Around the grounds uh, where you... Thanks just... for reading. <laughs> I read it. It's my favorite article. In, in the, like, I re- It's my only... Article I read 100% of the time. Even Patch's uh, stories about KFC don't always get into my reading list.
2: Or let That's us fair.
0: Patch. No, no, that yeah. one got me. I don't <laughs> want to read that one real bad.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. Patch. Leg dog.
0: People, you are alive can, and people I mean, can find
1: you? People can find me crying in the bottom of my shower about <laughs> Bailey Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please don't actually find me there none of us will enjoy that but i'm on the internet patched to the max on twitter where you can you can see me live tweeting my experience from the bottom of my shower until my phone dies hopefully it electrocutes me but it hasn't,
0: <laughs>
1: hasn't done it yet and i'm not holding my breath because the shower doesn't flood anyway
0: Oh, Help Stop me from talking, like, John. Oh, my God. <laughs> this has been another wonderful Jock Reynolds Supercoach podcast. Thank you to Telebeats with the music. Go to Jock Reynolds. Buy a T-shirt. Buy something. Go and look at a picture of me wearing sleeves. Uh, the mailbag is finished, so jump on the side, say thanks to Clark Demo for running that all year long. The cheat sheet still going strong by Staddy Maddie. He's a beautiful genius. Azza, always plugging away with the numbers in the background. And, of course, Foz Daddy, the one and only, the main man, The master of the panic room. Good luck, community.